Um, and somebody reached out to me and they said, because of your show, I decided not to take my life. And wow. that statement changed my mindset about everything. It was no longer about the followers. It was no longer about who's listening. It was no longer about how much money I can make. It became what impact am I making to the people who need to be impacted in that very moment? And so there was no question from that moment forward that I was going to show up religiously for whoever was listening. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. And we are back. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us today at University of Adversity. We got a great treat for you today. This gentleman's name is Justin Shank. He, why I'm excited about this is that he's a fellow podcaster and he's done some amazing things in the period of time that he's done. Them. He is about, he started two years before me but his consistency and his growth and what he's been able to create, who he's been able to connect with is something that is very inspiring for myself and all podcasters out there. In this game, when we start, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of self-worth issues in podcasting, whether you're worthy to interview people. We all go through it. We all get nervous and you just have to power through. And, you know, I've been able to connect with some amazing people but when I see the, the list of people that he's had, it, what it does for me is it sets the bar for me to really, now I know it's time for me to step up and really go for, you know, some of the people that I may have been nervous to reach out to for whatever reason. Because what you guys don't understand is sometimes, as we talk about in this episode, sometimes when you have these well-known people, before the interview, you get super nervous and it's normal and it's it, it really forces you to grow. And some of my biggest interviews with some people that I've looked up to for a long time, you know, it's it's hard. It's a real mind fuck at try, just going into that. And once you get over that, it's amazing. So this conversation really inspired me to realize that it's time for me to really push for the guests that I've wanted on for a while that I'm always like, ah, oh, later on, later on, later on. Right? I know the show will be around for a while and that's what I wanted to create. So now I feel it's the time to step up. And Justin has been able to chat with some amazing people. Some people that have been on the show are David Meltzer, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, Trent Shelton, Gabby Bernstein, um, Natalie Jill, JP Sears, Steve Weatherford. Some really amazing people that have done amazing things in life and you know, what you can create from these relationships, you got to go into it or a place of giving. What can I offer them? What can I do for them? Why do they, why would they want to be on the show? Right. And it's always leading with gratitude, looking out for how you can serve and potentially get something back for that. Right. And that comes in different ways, but you should always look at giving first. And we talk about that. So we, we cover a lot of different things in this episode with his mother, who um, battled uh, an opiate addiction and got some real insight into how he got to where he is today. And it was a really fitting conversation for University of Adversity. And I highly suggest you guys listen to this right to the end. 
And if this is your first time discovering University of Adversity, hit that subscribe button on Apple. That way you stay on top of the episodes. We're also available on YouTube if you prefer to see my funny facial expressions that I make. Then, then feel free to go to the University of Adversity YouTube channel. The link to subscribe to that is in the show notes as well as everything else that is needed for you to make it super easy. So without further ado, let's talk about some of the things that Justin's been able to create. So he is the host of the top rated podcast, The Growth Now Movement, and has been named top eight podcaster to follow by Inc. Magazine and as has chosen an icon of influence in the new media space. His purpose was discovered in his rock bottom moment when his mom, when he lost his mom a 20 year battle to opioids. Thus began a journey of helping people realize that it doesn't matter where you come from or where you are today. What matters are the choices that you make to create a better tomorrow. So we discuss it all guys. And I know you're going to love this episode. Justin Shank coming right up. And here we go. Justin, welcome to the show, brother. <laughs> Lance, thanks, man. I'm, I'm excited about this conversation. We, we talked briefly before we hit record and it's just, a, you, know, you know, when you connect with somebody and there's just a good vibe. So I'm excited yeah. to see where this conversation goes. For sure, man. And I, I respect the fellow podcaster like yourself because, you know, you've been doing it for a while now. And, you know, I can, I look at myself and the amount of work it's t- taken from, you know, to do 250 episodes in, in a short period, you know, tw- end of 2018. And you've been doing it, you know, for two years longer than me, or maybe even longer, like, and, and yeah. what you've been able to create, what you've been able to do is, is amazing. As, as, as we discussed earlier, I've seen so many people stop, right? They're, they're doing well and then they're, they just stop. It's crazy, right? How, like, the consistency is so important. You talk about that also. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, it, and it's true. And like the thing about podcasting too, especially now, like I, you know, I started four and a half years ago and, and it's, this is the perfect example of like how podcasting itself has evolved. Mm. I would tell people four years ago, yeah, I host a podcast and the response would be, what's a podcast? I tell somebody I host a podcast now and they go, oh, you too? Like everybody's got a podcast now, yeah. right? And so there's this weird thing where people think that they are so important that if they grab a microphone and they hit record, thousands of people are going to show up and start listening day one. And that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, and like we can get in, into statistics and stuff like that. But like the reality is that's not going to happen. Um, but when you consistently show up, for long enough time and you hone your craft and you sharpen that blade and you connect with the right people and you do the right things to put yourself in the right position, in the right scenario, you're going to win long-term. Sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's three years, sometimes it's 10 years, but that's really anything. And podcasting is no different. We just think we live in this age of like hit record. People, we think people care because you can post a, a video on Facebook and you get a thousand views, right? But also the average, this is kind of crazy to think about too. The average podcast video view is eight seconds long. Yeah. Wow. They're going to listen to 80% or more of your show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's more of a dedication type of thing. So it's going to take time to grow that audience, man. And just so many people tap out. Yeah, it's exactly, dude. So many people think it's just that easy and just to all of a sudden turn it on and they worry so much about numbers. And mm. I'll admit it, dude, you know, when I released mine December 2018, that's what I thought. I thought, oh yeah, I mean, everyone's going to listen. And it's like, it's, it's crickets. And you're like, why isn't anybody listening to me? You know, because <laughs> we, yeah. we, we saw the Joe Rogans of the world. We saw 
we saw people like that and I'm thinking, oh yeah, well, if he can do it. But what people don't understand is like that guy was ruthlessly consistent for years, years. Lewis Howes, they've been doing this for years. And just like anything, there's no shortcuts. You got to put in the time, right? It just takes time. And if you aren't willing to do it for at least three to five years, I even say to people, don't bother. Don't bother. Just like anything. Like you can't, you can't shortcut your way to success like as much as people want to. And yeah, and, and that's what I love. It's like, it's just building that long term and adding value. You know, it's, it's, it's just consistent value over time. And yeah. it feels good, man, when you, when you get that, when you get people talking to you and saying that your show impacted you. You know, I mean, how much have you heard that? How much has that helped you continue to go? Oh, dude, that's, that's been life-changing for me. Like when I look back early on in the, in the podcast game for myself, we were doing like 40 to 60 downloads an episode. And um, they always have that question of like, do I keep going? Like, yeah. What's really the point, et cetera. We weren't really getting the people that I really wanted to interview yet. Like it was like this whole thing. Um, and somebody reached out to me and they said, because of your show, I decided not to take my life. And wow. that statement changed my mindset about everything. It was no longer about the followers. It was no longer about who's listening. It was no longer about how much money I can make. It became, what impact am I making to the people who need to be impacted in that very moment? And so there was no question from that moment forward that I was going to show up religiously for whoever was listening. Because you don't know, man. Like, look, like my show is very much about life. Right? We, we talk about life. We talk about those rock bottom moments. We talk about how, how did you build the, the happiness that you have in your life right now? How did you get there? all that stuff. Um, and I realized that that message could change a life, but so can if you can also do the same thing. If you have a business podcast, like you can give somebody that one tip that changes their business from, I thought I was going to lose my house to I now can put a roof over my family's head for a long time. Mm -hmm. So like you have to show up for the one person, not for the 10 million people for the one. And there, look, there's plenty of people in this world who are a mile wide and an inch deep. Be the person who goes a mile deep. Um, that's where the impact really happens. We don't all need to be internet celebrities. We don't all need to have this huge fake following of whatever. Um, it's, it's kind of amazing to see how much people are tied to those vanity numbers, right? Like I'll give an example. I was speaking at an event out in Ohio. Uh, no, not out in Ohio. This is out in Western Pennsylvania. Um, and I was speaking at an event and I was talking about my podcast and I've got amazing accolades, right? My show does really, really well. Inc. Magazine lists me as a top eight podcast. Every entrepreneur should follow crazy stuff. So I speak at this event and then go, go into a Q and a, the first person raises their hand. I call him in, on him. And in, in front of like 300 people, he goes, I want to ask why you don't have more followers on Instagram. I have like, I have like 4,800 followers or something. And I stopped and I looked at him and go, cause I didn't buy them like everybody else. Yeah. And everybody just goes, Oh, right. And it's true. There's yeah. so many people buying followers and like, you can really, you can find ways to see if they're buying followers. Oh yeah. Um, but like they're, they're buying followers and it's just like this fake metrics thing. I don't care about that. What I care about is who is truly listening? Who can I truly impact? And that to me is what podcasting is all about. Yeah, man, exactly. And it's about value. You know, it's about, it's putting your, it's putting your heart into it. And that's the problem with these days is everybody's so worried about those stupid numbers. And dude, the reality is too, people can buy downloads and, and all that bullshit for podcasting too. Yeah. In my fucking inbox on LinkedIn, I get people every day. Hey, can I grow your podcast? Can I, I'm like, podcast off, promoter. man. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't want any of that shit. If someone's going to yeah. listen to it, they're going to listen to it. 
come listen to me. If you don't, great. I mean, if you're going to take the time to listen, amazing. And that, what I've realized is what? That takes time. That takes time. The person you interview has to be impacted. Then they tap into their audience. And that is where the value happens. Like, and you're right, man. There's too many people worried about that shit. And Dude. I'm glad you brought that up because it, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. And, and it's getting, I don't know if it's getting worse or better. I can't tell because I've tried to remove myself from that toxic, even that, that conversation of like, how many followers? What's this? What's that? You know, look, I impact who I impact. Uh, yeah. And, you know, my show does well. I, I can't complain. Um, but my business does well. I'm happy. I'm healthy. Uh, you know, uh, all these things. And that's what really matters at the end of the day. Because look, when you're struggling to fill a void in your life with how many followers you have, there's something else missing. And it has nothing to do with the amount of followers you have in your life. And it's time to reflect and start to do the work that you have to do um, to get to where you need to be, right? And that's why like my show is called The Growth Now Movement. Like yeah. life is just a journey of incremental wins every single day, right? I, I, live, in, I live in the mindset of I have to, or I want to grow 1% every single day. What can I do today to move the needle 1%? Yes, yeah. I've got big goals and they're great to think about, but all I care about is that 1% because the reality is I could die tomorrow, totally. right? So if I have this massive goal and that's the only thing that's going to satiate me or make me happy, there's going to be issues because a lot of times you're not going to get there. Mm. Um, and a lot of times you might die before you do. And then even beyond that, and I've seen it time and time again. Like, look, if you have a goal in your life to get a million followers, or you have a goal to get, make a million dollars, whatever, I promise you when you get there, when you reach that million, you're going to go, okay, now how do I get to 10 million? There's no satisfaction in these big goals. You have to find, you need to find your happiness in those growth moments, in, those, in the incremental wins and all that stuff. Uh, and that's really what the brand is all about. Yeah, dude, I totally get it too. It's we get so wrapped up on the big goals and it's really this the small little steps every single day that compound. You know, um I'm sure you've read it Atomic Habits and I'm re-listening to it again. Um dude, it's just some of the 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 simplest things in your day and like how you develop these habits and cues for them and it it just that is what makes up your life. It's those simple things make up your day. And then you stack those, that makes up your week. And then all of a sudden you have this thing that you've completed and you're that much closer. But I think we get so wrapped up in the big goal that we don't know really how, how it even what's going to take to get there. And yeah. there's just so much consistency daily and so many battles within ourselves. We only have to win ourselves, You know, like nobody else True. is, nobody else. It's like, Nobody can, else cares. Can you get up? <laughs> Boom, you got to win. Can you make your bed? Boom, you got to win. Did you, can you drink some water? Boom, you got to win. And then you got that, you're rolling, you know? And I think it's like, we almost want to overcomplicate it too and think that there's all these other things. And really, and I, I can speak for this myself, it's like, I am my hardest, I, I am my worst enemy. I'm also my best friend, but you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. every single day, it's like, how can I be better than yesterday? Like, what can I do? And am I doing the things that are aligning with who I want to be? And yeah. in most cases, people aren't. No, oh no. There's. A, I actually just watched a video uh, of a guy. We, if you don't know who David Meltzer is, look him up. Phenomenal human being. Yeah, I listen um, to your. I listen to that one. Yeah, he was just on my show. I was on one of his shows, which was an honor. 
Um, and he, I just watched a video on his Instagram earlier today and he talked about how he's like, what are you actually serving yourself? Like you can't lie to yourself, right? Like if you say your health is your number one priority, like you're going to look back and go, okay, well maybe it's not, maybe it's family, maybe it's something else. And that's fine. But don't say that it's your number one priority if it's really not right. Like he goes, look, if, if health was my number one priority, I'd probably try and spend three hours a day on it, meaning meal planning, working out, all the prep, whatever, an extra walk here and there, if health was my number one priority, but it's not. I used to lie and say that it was. Yeah. And he goes, and look, you don't look like me if health is your number one priority, right? Yeah. And, and that's so true about everything. Like, because going back to the vanity metrics and the vanity of online, right? People so badly want to be accepted by others that they'll lie to themselves to be, get acceptance from other people. And it's like this weird, terrible, toxic internal dialogue that we have. And look, I've been guilty of it. That's why I can talk about it. I've been guilty of it. Um, But the reality is we need to find happiness in who we are today. Yes, we need to have goals. We need to have these big visions and stuff like that. But we can't be so caught up that that's going to define us. We need to find out what defines us now. Be okay with that. And then say, okay, what can I do right now in this very moment to get better for tomorrow? And that's all we can focus on because we can't control tomorrow yesterday's already gone. There's some cheesy line about this, right? Yesterday's already gone. All that matters is the present. And that's where we can make the incremental wins is that one yes or that one no, or that one push right this very second that's going to get you there. Dude, totally. That's, yeah, you nailed it. And and the present moment is everything, man. Like as cheesy as it is, like it's all we got. It's all we got. And it's sometimes it takes us longer to figure that out, but I mean, that's just kind of the game of life, right? But what I want to do is I want to circle back because I know we, you know, you got a powerful story and I want to give some people in a context of kind of how you got to where you are today, because it always starts something deep and what you went through and, you know, I can relate and not the same, but you know, we got to go through shit in order to, you know, become who we are. Right. And you talk about it too, hitting rock bottom, walk us through what it was like for you growing up and what was the biggest struggle that you faced that had the most impact on your life? Mm. That's a really good, I love how you position that question. So to kind of give an overall kind of glimpse of my younger self, right? If you, I jokingly say, when I speak on the stage, if there was a senior superlative for least likely to succeed, it would have been me. You know, I found myself in high school with a 1.7 GPA. Uh, my mom was in the middle of a 20 year opioid addiction and my dad was in jail. And so when you wow. look at that, you go, you've got no shot, kid. You've got no opportunity. I believe the statistics are, and I may be wrong, so don't, don't at me, right? So that's what the cool <laughs> kids say, don't at me. Uh, but I think it is if your parent's an addict, you have a 50% chance of being an addict. If your parent's in jail, you have a 50% chance of ending up in jail. So you look at that, I'm 100% screwed. Like, I don't know what to do. But when I was 19, somebody handed me a book, and that book was Who Moved My Cheese? Uh, if you've never read it, Highly recommend it. So you, you can read it in an afternoon. Super easy to read. Um, and they handed me this book and I read it. And it changed my life completely. Not in that very instant, but it changed my life because it introduced me to self-development and the idea that no matter what's happening around me, I can control my own actions and I have, I have ultimate control over where my life goes. Um, and that sent me on a course of learning on my own, but also having this desire to help others. Um, and I obviously first said to help myself, right. But I had this great desire to help others. And so once I did the work, once I sat through my pain, I was like, cool, let me do something really neat. And I, and that's where the idea of the podcast came, you know, about five and a half years ago, the idea came up. 
I was like, Hey, I want to do a podcast for two reasons. One, I wanted to hopefully inspire one or two people. Um, but two, I want to learn myself. Like, let me learn business a little bit. Right. And so I'm about to get to the rock bottom moment. Um, and so five months before I launched the podcast was the worst day of my life. And I got that phone call. Nobody ever wants to hear. It was my sister. And she called me and she said, the doctor says you need to come. Uh, and that was the day my mom lost her battle to opioids. And what that did for me was completely change my mindset of the idea what life truly is about. I thought it was about the vanity metrics. I thought it was about how much money do I make? I thought it was about how could people look at me and go, wow, Justin's super impressive, right? It was very much about me. Uh, and what it did was it shifted and made me realize that it has nothing to do with the end result. It has nothing to do with what other people think. What, what matters are, is what I think about myself and what is my ultimate goal in life? And am I doing the things today to make a better tomorrow for myself and the world? Um, and I learned that because my mom passed away. And, and, I, and I do say this. My mom, di- my mom didn't die from opioids. My mom died because she didn't like herself. Right? So if I could give somebody a reason to change their thought process about themselves, a reason to realize that they have ultimate control over getting out of the rock bottom moment, then let me do that. And so the podcast became about that organically uh, and everything kind of took off from there. But it was really that rock bottom moment that became the catalyst for the conversation that, that led to my business and everything else. Dude, isn't that crazy how that that happens? I mean, and man, I'm sorry to hear that because that's not easy. It's tough losing a parent. You know, I, you know just to kind of give you a little bit of my story and, and how it happened, just to kind of relate. You know, we lost my younger brother to suicide and then my dad within a year to cancer. And mm. that was all kinds of fucked up, right? So, but like you said, it changes your perspective on life and it makes it, it makes it more of a priority to want to help other people to get through the shit they're going through. Yours being rock bottom moment. Mine being, you know, the university of adversity where like we all go through shit and sometimes we need help and sometimes we need inspiration. We need people, we need a community and we need to hear others that have gone through that shit so that it helps us because we're all humans. We're all going through this shit. Everybody thinks that they're alone in, but you realize when you start to talk to people, you're like, wow, everybody's going through hard times, but how do they deal with it? Right. Mm. And you hear somebody go through something, someone like on your show that clicks with that one person. They're like, whoa, that's just like me. I'm just like them. Okay. I'm all right. I can, I can, I can get through this. And it's just a beautiful thing. And sometimes we have to go through that, lose a parent, lose a brother, lose a sister in order for us to kind of boom, get into that, that headspace. It's uh, it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. You know, uh, a friend of mine, Ed Milet, who uh, has been on my show, there's a saying that he says all the time, which is life is happening for me, not to me. Mm. So people are going to listen to this right now and they're going to go, yeah, but Lance, I'm not you. Yeah, but Justin, I'm not you. Right. And they start to make these excuses as to why they want to sit in their own misery. Mm. Right. The the saying misery loves company is a very, very real thing. People almost get high off of those feelings of misery. But the end of the day is that's not going to serve you. And so in those rock bottom moments is the hardest time because you have to get super uncomfortable and you have to feel your feelings. You have to feel your pain and you have to understand that in order for me to move past this, I have to go through it. And so a great lesson that I had had, and, and part of the story is, and, and like, look, like 
all these people that, that look up to certain individuals and it looks so easy. Here's the real picture of what people see, right? Like people see like, Oh, well, Justin, Justin's mom died. He started this podcast and became this motivational speaker. And he's now he's changing the world. Here's the reality. My mom died. And I was so upset and so depressed that I drank my face off and got blackout drunk six to seven nights a week for three and a half months. That's the reality. And the work that I had to do was I had a mentor uh, named Rhonda Smith, who I, I owe so much to. Um, she called me the one day and she goes, what are you doing tonight? And I go, I'm going out with friends. And she goes, no, you're not. She's like, you're sitting, you're sitting down and you're feeling your shit tonight. And that night was the worst night of my life because of the pain I put myself through. I, I felt the feelings. I cried. I, I, it, was, it was terrible. Mm. But the next morning I woke up and, and a weight was lifted. Because I allowed myself, I gave my gift the feel, the, I gave myself the gift of feeling, I was then able to move forward, right? And I, I realized that it's okay to be sad. Before I was holding it in by drinking, right? Like I was hiding, I was masking it. Um, and then I gave myself the permission to feel. And now all of a sudden I can handle anything. If I can handle my worst moment, no matter what happens, I can handle it. And then I can also look at that situation and go, okay, what can I learn from this? Mm. What can I learn from this and move forward and either teach others? Or just make myself better. What, what is happening right now? Why is it happening? And what can I learn from it? And that shift in your mind will change everything. You have to get out of the victim mindset, the, mind, the victim mindset, and really get into the empowering mindset of like, I am enough. I am worthy of more. Mm. Um, and get out of that misery that you're sitting in and truly embrace the person you're supposed to be by doing the hard work and then becoming somebody who can move on and help others. Dude, sitting through, sitting through things is one of the hardest things ever. You know, just just quiet, being quiet and not reaching for some sort of something to fill that void. You know, whether it's food, sex, alcohol, we're so conditioned to mask, right? And sometimes that feeling, and for me personally, and I want to ask you this, what I found to be useful is like meditation and writing, just brain dumping everything on a piece of paper. Like that single-handedly helped me through so many times where getting it from that, that weird spot in your head and getting it out there. It's like, it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't own you anymore. It's like those mm -hmm. feelings are processed onto that paper and you're like, haha. And there's this sense of like presence and relief what do you do? Like, what are some things when you're, when you're like, okay, I got to get through this shit. Here's, here's what I got to do. What are some steps that you do that, that help clear your head and make you more aligned with who you want to be? Yeah. So what I ended up doing was I ended up in, I started doing three different things every single day. Um, whether I was feeling bad or not. These are three things that are non-negotiables. I find time to do it no matter what. Um, and it's something that has really changed the game. So when those moments do come in my life where I can feel like I'm in a rock bottom moment, I'm already prepared, right? So it's almost like priming yourself for success. Um, and these are, these are the three things. One, it's meditation or visualization, right? Most people are doing it these days. Um, I find that I have a really tough time quieting my mind. So if I project into the future and visualize what I want, it helps me calm my thoughts and calm, calm my brain. That's one. Two, I learn something new every day by reading or listening to a podcast, but I learn something new every single day. What that does is it ensures growth. It ensures that I'm getting a little bit better. It ensures that I can give more value to the people who love me. Um, and those are the things that I try and do. The third one, um, uh, 
so the meditation, the reading, and the third one is I reach out to somebody who I have in my circle every single day and I check on them. And most, it's funny because most people think, well, that's not about you. That's about somebody else. I'm like, well, no, it's about me. Because what happens is it reciprocates back and they check on me uh, and it keeps them close to my circle and it, and it keeps them, you know, it keeps them on top. It keeps me on a top of their mind so we can support each other if we ever need anything. Uh, and those three things I do every single day. Uh, and since I've instilled those into my life, I've been more calm. I've been more successful. My relationships have gotten better. Uh, and all of these other things, it's just, and it, and it becomes routine, right? It's just so freaking easy to do. Yeah. I mean, you have to have those practices and everybody's different too, whatever works for you, but you got to have those things. And because I mean, at the end of the day, like those are the things again, that are going to allow us to kind of connect with ourselves again. And I love mm -hmm. what you said about thinking about the future because, you know, I've been really, really trying to dive in as much as I can to Joe Dispenza and people are probably sick of me talking about him because I, I love the guy <laughs> so much, man, but I'm going through his, his series, a uh, guy rewired and like, you know, become supernatural and just thinking about putting yourself in the position of where you want to be right now and the feelings of that and that visualization that is so powerful and people yeah. don't realize it, whether you think it's woo or not, man, if you can give yourself that feeling, and you can put yourself in that feeling of where you want to be. It's like immediately a reality changes. And if you get good at that, it becomes, you become better at being present. Like you said, right? Because yeah. you, you have a thought that is useful. It's not like a, a, you're not living in the past. You're like projecting a future moment, which is going to allow that to eventually you do that. If you get good enough, that's what's going to bring what you actually want more of into your life, which is yeah. crazy. <laughs> and I, I like, I like what you said. You go, if, if you get good enough, like I actually just posted something on Instagram the other day about visualization and how people think they're going to sit down and visualize what they want. And they're going to visualize abundance. I think it said, and all of a sudden, poof, abundance. No, it doesn't work that way. You got to do the work. Right. Yeah. And so I, but the reality is visualization is very powerful because you have to know where you're going. Right. And so your visualizations will lead to actions, which will then lead to be the, the position where they put you in a, a spot for success. And I'll share a story, which is kind of cool about visualization that I haven't shared in a while. Um, so do you know, the, remember the show full house? I don't know how old or young you are. Yeah, it's my, I'm 36. So it's prime. Okay. Time same age. <laughs> so, right. So when I was eight years old, there was an episode of full house, um, where it was Stephanie Tanner's birthday, right? So one of the daughter's birthdays. And in this episode, a guy named Tommy page, who was a pop singer in the early nineties came and sang happy birthday to her. And I remember being eight in this episode and Tommy page was hanging out with uncle Jesse. And I was like, that'd be so cool to hang out with a pop star. Right. I was like eight. And that episode would come up on reruns throughout my life. And I was like 15, 16, 17 years old seeing this and still thinking, wow, that would be really cool, right? And it was a, a thought in my head, right? It wasn't, it wasn't just, oh, that'd be neat. It was like, oh, that'd be really cool. I'd vi I'd, I almost like subconsciously visualized myself in this scenario. Fast forward to being 24 years old. And I was at a, a house party uh, in Northern Jersey. And I looked up and I went, holy shit, I'm in Tommy Page's house. Whoa. And I ended up becoming friends with Tommy Page. Unfortunately, a couple of years ago, he took his own life. But I ended up becoming friends with Tommy Page. Crazy. And I realized, looking back, right, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I realized that it wasn't just the thoughts. It wasn't like, oh, I've just manifested this and then all of a sudden, poof, it's here. It was, I made, wanting that in my life, I made sure that I surrounded myself with people who wanted to be successful in some way, shape, or form. My best friend had the drive and the work ethic to go move out to L.A., 
put in the work. He got signed to a boy band and that boy band was put together by Tommy Page who worked for Warner Brother Records at the time. And it was happening to be my best friend who then was connected to Tommy Page. And so it's like this weird thing of like, okay, it's a mixture of you need to be clear on what you want, but you also have to do the work or at least make sure you're in the right room at the right time uh, to get what that visualization is supposed to be given to you. Yeah. And it's those synchronicities and just paying attention and just being open to things is important. Like there's shit, there's shit always coming and signals and, and signs and stuff like that always happening. I mean, and it's, you're right. Sometimes when you're in the right place at the right time, it's acting on it and knowing when, Hey, this might be the opportunity that I need. Like, it's not always going to be later. Like it might be right in front of you. Right. And that's why you have to be in the right mindset. You got to be ready for that because that, that happens. And sometimes it, it, it'll happen over and over and over again and people just won't see it. They won't, they won't be ready for it. And it's really interesting how that, that works because I've had weird situations like that too where you think about something or you see something and then they end up popping in later on and then like it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. But it's so cool at the same time. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really weird, man. And, and like there, that's, that's the universe giving you signs to take action. Yeah. Right. Like, like a lot of those opportunities show up for people. And like, I guarantee you people listening right now are going, I can look back on five or six times where I, I should have said something or should have done something and they didn't. So it's all about the action that you take, right? Like you could be granted any opportunity you want. Like if I look at my podcast and the people that I've been able to interview, like I've had opportunities to do something with every single one of them. It was whether I took advantage or not. And I'm talking beyond the podcast, whether it be a friendship, a business partnership, having them speak at my events, whatever, um, there's an opportunity and it, it's up to me to take the action in order to earn them to want to be able to be a part of that, right? Um, I'm really, really big on relationship building. I really believe that it starts with giving unconditionally. Mm. Like people treat people they look up as role models or they or treat people that they think it's a business transaction differently than they would treat like a love relationship, right? Like say you're in love with somebody and, and even like I want people to think about the honeymoon phase, not the marriage phase because people give up, unfortunately. But think about how much you want to give in the early stages of a relationship, right? I just want to give. I just want to make her, him or her feel good. I just want to give. Um, that should be everything in your life. That should be your 20-year marriage. That should be your relationship with a potential business partner or somebody you admire. Just give as much as you possibly can and the universe, I promise you, will reward you in some way, shape, or form based off of the actions of you giving, you will start receiving. Yeah. It's the number one rule, man, that it's, it's, it's crazy how that works. I mean, it's, it's beautiful too, right? It's the more you give, the more you get. It's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like something we were taught as kids, but we never really took it seriously. Right. It's true. And, but it's the know, answer to everything. Totally. It's the answer to everything. It's, a, it's an answer to happier marriages. It's an answer to great friendships. It's an answer to uh, your business growing exponentially. It's yeah. literally the answer to everything. Give. And when you feel like you have nothing to give, give more. Yeah, love it. I got a question for you that just popped into my head. And this might be other podcasters can relate to it. Maybe when you started and to where you are now. Did you ever feel a sense of unworthiness of having these big names like how the hell am I interviewing this person and because people ask me that they're like whoa and, and I'm like I try to explain I'm like yeah I had that but 
for me, you have to step into it. And for me, like, you know, when I, when I interviewed Grant Cardone, it was the first time where I was like, this is, I'm fucking nervous. Cause yeah. I'm like, I don't know how he's going to show up. And when you first started podcasting and I know what I did, I felt kind of unworthy of interviewing these big names, right? You're seeing these people, but you know, you want to interview them, but you're kind of nervous. How do you go about it? And I know a lot of people have that. You hear that, that imposter syndrome, which I don't really like that term because I think it's bullshit as far as like, I, I realize like you have to step into your power and you have to be there and you have to, you have to realize everybody's a human and that you're worthy to talk to them as well, right? Like we said before, you attract who you are, not what you want. And in podcasting, it can be a bit of a mind fuck trying to get into the space of being, well, I am worthy of interviewing this person. I am worthy of it, but a lot of people don't get there. And for you, I wanted to ask, what was that like for you when you first started? When did that sort of change? Like who was your first guest that sort of switched that for you? And how have you been at sort of, as you grow, really stepping into your power and being like, I own, I, I own this and I'm worthy of interviewing these huge names? Yeah. So really good question. Uh, so here's the fun, fun answer. I still get nervous every single time I interview someone, literally every single time, like yeah. to the point where I want to cancel the interview up to five minutes before the, I hit, I get on the call. Like I want to cancel it. Uh, and that's just the reality. Like that's just who I am because I always want to deliver 110%. Like it's, that's how I've always been. Like I question, I think the biggest question I have is not, can I have this conversation? It's, am I serving enough for people to care? right to pay attention. So I get nervous and I go, I want to cancel. I want to cancel. I want to cancel. How, what can I come up with to cancel this thing? My power went out. I don't feel well, whatever. Um, but I did purposely set goals going back to 2017 to change the narrative during that time. Right. I think being nervous is just a human, a human feeling like Simon Sinek says being nervous and being excited are the same feeling. And so I, I started to adapt that. No, I'm, I'm excited. This is excitement. But I knew I had to change the narrative I was telling myself and what I was delivering to people. And so the beginning of 2017, I said to myself, I want to feel like I belong at the table with these people that I'm interviewing. Um, and I really started to hone in on the craft and do the work, which we were talking about before, and do the work and get better at getting better at being an interviewer. Um, and so by the end of that year was when Inc. Magazine listed me as a top eight podcast to follow. And so there was like a, an acknowledgement of the work that I did after I set the intention of, I want to feel like I belong at the table having these conversations. In 2017, I said, I want to be at the table. I don't want to just feel like I belong. I actually want to be, or 2018, I want to actually be at the table. Like I want to be with these people. I want to, I want to spend time with them. I want to be their friend. By the end of that year, because of the work I did in my business to earn those types of things that you get invited to, I shared an Airbnb with one of the world's top motivational speakers and a Bellator MMA fighter who's been on Rogan's podcast like eight or nine times. And I had the pleasure of calling two, both of them my really good friends. That's what happened in 2018. 2019, I set the table uh, by having my first ever live event. Talk about nervousness. I had to ask a guy who I admire on a whole new level, and his name is Fabio Viviani, to be a keynote speaker at my event. And that was the most nervous phone call I've ever had. Um, but you always have little things when you get, again, going back to being uncomfortable. When you get uncomfortable and then you still push through and do the work, here's what the, the world then tells you or the universe then tells you. I called Fabio up and I was like, hey, man, um, I totally understand if you can't like immediately set myself up for it. I'm going to get a no. And I'm like, I totally understand if you don't want to do this. And keep in mind, he was a friend of mine at this point. Um, 
I was like, I totally understand if you don't want to do this. I would love for you to uh, be one of the speakers at my event. I don't have the budget to pay you. Now, keep in mind, this, his keynote fee is like $25,000. And I was like, I don't, have, I don't have the money to pay you. And he's like, yeah, man, whatever you need. Anything you need me to do, I'll do for you. Was his immediate wow. response. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, man, whatever. He's like, just send me the dates and the details and we'll, we'll figure it out. I was like, wow. oh, okay, wow. And it was the acknowledgement of the work I did to build up to be able to ask that question right? You are, you are worthy. You are okay. Cause you did the work. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020, I set the intention of, I want to be invited to give to these individuals platforms. Like I want to be the person that's being invited onto their shows to talk to their audience because I feel like what I have to say can impact at least one life, right. That might not be in my circle right now. And actually just a couple of weeks ago, Dave Meltzer invited me onto his show and I was on it. Uh, and now I'm going to be on his actual podcast as well. Um, but here's the thing. We're always going to be nervous. We're always going to question. We're always going to be like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, dude, I talk to billionaires who still question yeah. whether what they're doing makes sense or not, right? Like, that's just the reality. We're always going to question it. But we have to set an intention that's going to fix the narrative in our brain and then do the work to rewire that narrative. And then the world, then the world awards you, right? Like I was like, here's my intention. I did the work. Then the world said, yep, you are worthy. I set the intention. I did the work. Then the world said, yep, you are worthy. And so it was just these incremental things of like, what's next? What's the yeah. next thing I want to push myself out of this comfort zone? And then you do the work and you deliver. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, bro, because that's exactly what happens to me too. Like if I have a big guess, I'm like, please cancel, please cancel right up till the end. <laughs> right up until it starts. Yeah, I'm always like that. I'm like, I've, come I've, on. Yeah. And then it starts and you're like, oh, hey, like it's, I, I love to hear that because that's so funny and we're, we're so similar in that way. Like we're humans, man. We still get nervous and it's not going to change. It's like you play sports. You're always going to get nervous for a big game. You're always going to get, but how amazing is that feeling when you get through it and you know you rocked it, you know you connected? There's no fucking better feeling after yeah. a call, like after a great call and you're like somebody that you've been looking forward to talking to and you're just like, wow, I nailed it. Like I nailed it. And you, and you, yeah. just, you get this high. There's no better feeling. Like I haven't done a lot of speaking like on stages like you have, but man, like that is, that's what life is all about is that, that real like nervous scared and then you step in and then you're like you get rewarded with this like euphoria it's insane oh, yeah, dude speak speaking's on <laughs> like, speaking's unmatched and like and, and it's so funny too because like i feel like the level of nervous you nervousness you take into it like will tell you what the euphoria is going to be at the end of yeah, it true. like if you're like to the point where like you feel like you're gonna throw up <laughs> just get through it don't throw up get through it <laughs> and then that euphoria is going to match that right like I actually, crazy story. So the last job I ever had before I became a full-time entrepreneur, I got fired from. Um, And there's a whole backstory to that, but I got fired from that job. And it was like this crazy thing and I was totally broke and I I was trying to build this business on the side, but I wasn't quite making enough money. Long story short, um, obviously turned the business around. Fast forward two years after this happened, the company who fired me then hired me to come speak to their C-level executives and they paid me more per minute to speak to them than I used to get paid per hour to work for them. And the reason I'm sharing this story is because I had never been so nervous than walking into that room to speak to them. 
Because it was like, these were the people that, they were my bosses, bro. Like they were my bosses in this job and they were now paying me more, more per minute. And so how my mind works is, wow, they're paying me more per minute. Yeah, there's like, a, it's, it was weird, but they, they're paying me more per minute now than they used to pay me per hour. I better freaking deliver. And so my nerve level was so through the roof that I was like, I couldn't talk to anybody beforehand. I ended up getting up there and I spoke and I crushed, I crushed it, right? And afterwards, they came up to me in a manner that I had never seen a group of people or a room of people come up to me and address me. And now keep in mind, these were people that were my bosses at not even that long before. Uh, and so the reality is like, if you keep showing up as your highest self all the time and everything that you do, you're going to be rewarded tenfold, right? Like, like I said, they were paying me more per minute than they used to pay me per hour. The nerves were insane, but at the end, they then ended up sponsoring my event, buying tickets to my event, and doing all this other crazy stuff that would have never happened. So you have to push through those nerves. How many people in this world get nervous and they decide not to do it? Yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. And it's almost like the test to just see if you deserve it, right? It's like, oh, yeah. Like it's that fear, that nervousness, it's like, well, do you really deserve it? Because if you do, you'll, you'll be able to power through. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. If you, if you don't, then you'll pull out. That's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's what separates people who are living the life that they want and that makes them happy. And the people who wake up every day and go, Ugh, I got to do this again. Yeah. So talk us about what you're doing now in business and you got an event coming up, I believe. Like walk us through what you're up to these days, man. Yeah, man. So obviously I do, I do similar things to you as part of my business, right? Podcast yeah. coaching and, and production. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a small part. Um, but then I am also a, a speaker, you know, pre-COVID, I'm, I was a speaker. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, speaking at different events, I have my own event. I have a mastermind uh, for online entrepreneurs and, and coaches. Uh, as well. So obviously, just like any other entrepreneur in 2020, I do a lot of things, right? There's a lot of streams of income. But but the reality is my heart lies in it. everything that I do always lies with my passion, which is I want to let people realize that no matter where they come from, all that matters are the things they do today to make a better tomorrow for themselves and for the world. And so every single thing that I, is in line with what I'm doing is in line with that purpose. That's helping my the people in my mastermind, which is called the Purpose and Movement Mastermind, helping them take their purpose and create a movement out of it. Um, that falls in line, right? Uh, the speaking is obviously telling my story and inspiring people. Uh, and then the event is really my podcast, Growth Now Movement Live, where I bring people in and I bring incredible speakers and it's an energy and it's a high vibe and it's an incredible atmosphere for people to come and create community and help lift each other up. And so that was actually the first year was last year. The second year was supposed to be in May of this year, which COVID um, decided to push that back a bit. Uh, and so we actually moved to virtual. And so it's actually, I don't know if this episode will be out before, but September 25, 26 is the virtual growth now summit mm -hmm. uh, is what we're calling it. And the speaker lineup's incredible. There's going to be networking opportunities. You can take a yoga class. You can do all these things. Um, Cause my whole thing was like, how do I take, how do I take, the energy that I created in person and do it online. And so we'll find out again, you talk about the nerves and what's pushing you to the next level. <laughs> we'll find out if I'm able to do that with this uh, virtual summit, but I'm really excited to help people reach the next level in their business and their life and their relationships and all that stuff. But yeah, that virtual summit is, is really the, the focal point right now for me. 
It's awesome, man. I mean, we've seen the power of virtual. I mean, he's seen Tony Robbins. He's able to pull it off. I mean, he's a, a amazing human, but I mean, if it's been done once, it can be done again. You know, like I, I dude, honestly, I've done summits online. I get a lot out of them because yeah. you're, you're, you, you know, you're plugged in and you're, there's, you're just focused, you know, like I, I, I actually don't mind them. I like, I feel like I have, it's more interactive. You can see some of the people you can see, like there's something yeah. about it that I never thought I would get much out of, but in the comforts of your own desk and your own sort of screen and, and I don't, I don't mind them, you know, like I, I, I really like them, but obviously in person there's that, there's that vibrance, but yeah. it's about adapting, right? Yeah, man. And, and so the thing with my, with my, the virtual event and what, why I'm excited about it now is because I found a way where people can connect. We use a platform called Excel events um, where you can literally like usually you can see other people where there's like speed networking connections, but then you can click on them and hop on a zoom call right onto the platform, like with them, like you oh. can literally build relationships, which is really cool. Um, everything's live. It is, it'll be available for 30 days because I understand that life is crazy when you're at home. Um, but it's live, all brand new content, tactical things, motivation, panels that are going to teach you literally everything from copywriting to marketing tactics to finding your inner, inner desires, right? Like all these things across the board um, and it's all packed into a day and a half. And I, am, I went from, I'm not that excited about it to I'm really excited about it. Once I found out a way to really map this out and, and the speakers are just bonkers man like anthony trucks natalie jill nick santon astasso it's insane like these people that are they're titans man they're titans of their industry uh and they're all going to be there in one event which is insane that's awesome man yeah for uh for those of you listening um justin's got his a bunch of his guests on the back and i'm just like all right I, i'm looking at these people i'm like you're coming on you're coming on you're coming <laughs> it's manifesting right i love how you did that too I love how you did that. And, and that's, that's awesome. And you're, you're building these relationships, you know, you're giving and you're allowing them to step into their power too, which is awesome. And I mean, we're all, we're all serving, right? We're all serving and that's awesome. That's it. dude. It's awesome. I, um, I obviously, I obviously got to ask though, out of those people on the wall, I'm not going to ask your favorite. I'm not okay, going to ask your favorite, but, is there any that really like that you walked away just like blown your mind like you weren't expecting or something like what who impacted you emotionally like holy fuck I got something out of that not necessarily like I don't the best doesn't if somebody asked me that but I don't I can't answer that but I could definitely tell like emotionally a couple of them that really hit me is there any of but that stand out to you like that that really impacted you yeah you know um I, I think Ed Milet really stands out. Um, he actually cried on my show, which is, which is crazy. Um, but it just the, where the conversation went and the authenticity, like, look, the guy's worth half a billion dollars. Yeah. Right? Like he owns multiple homes that are, I mean, my home is small, but his homes, both of his homes are like four times the size of mine. Uh, he's got his own private jet. He doesn't need to be anything. Um, and what he is is just very, very authentic and genuine. And so I think that hit me on a certain level. Um, Fabio Viviani, another guy that I mentioned. And, and for those who don't know him, he was on America's Top Chef. He owns like 37 restaurants that do like $300 million a year. Like crazy entrepreneur, but like just such a humble dude. 
but just very, very real. Um, and actually after my interview with him, he ended up introducing me to 50 people individually via email, uh, Andy Frisella being one of them. Um, so, uh, you know, across the board, I think they've all impacted me in a certain way, but on yeah. an emotional level, those are the two where I was like, I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. And I think more than anything, it was the conversation and the nod to what I was doing. Like they both yeah. really acknowledged me for the work that I had put in. Um, and it was genuine. It wasn't one of those fluff things where you end the call and like, Oh yeah, good interview, buddy. You know, yeah. it was super genuine. And, and so I, I'd say those two were, were really, really great. Um, but they're all great, man. Like yeah, I said, totally. I've, I've connected with so many amazing people that I get to call friends now that like, yeah. I don't know. I, I love them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I hear you. And I only ask that because some people ask me question like that. But for me to really like give you a good answer, it has to be like how it impacted me, how I felt after, you know, or like some sort of crazy, you know, because sometimes the, you know, the, the most famous guests that you get, sometimes it's, it's not as great. It's not the yeah. great of an interview. You don't go as deep, but then sometimes you're like, wow, that was fucking crazy. Like you're like, you yeah. know, and, 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 and that, that's, what's cool about it. Right. But yeah, man. So if people want to, they want to learn more about you, they want to check out your stuff. What's the best place to find you. We'll put everything in the show notes and yeah. Which, which way do you prefer for people to check you out? Yeah, man, let, let's do the easiest route, right? Like they're listening to this podcast right now. So wherever they're listening, whether it be Spotify or iTunes or wherever, just go search Growth Now Movement. I'd love if they checked it out. And if they enjoy it, click the subscribe button. Uh, follow along on this crazy journey as we're all growing together. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if, if they're into Instagram, I'm on there. My name's Justin T. Shank on there. Uh, and that's it, man. Those are probably the two best places. Awesome, dude. Well, man, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I feel like we're going to do a round two at some point. Um, <laughs> you, uh, I just, I admire a dude. I admire, you know, a fellow podcaster that's been able to like dominate like you've been doing. And, you know, I, what I like too is like what you've been able to create as far as make, doing events and speaking, which inspires me, man, because obviously there's the next level for myself and other people listening that are like, well, what's next after this? And, you know, you're paving the way. So thank you, brother. Dude, thank you, man. Uh, I, love, I love what you're doing. I love what you're all about. And like you said, I think, I don't know if you said it while we were recording or before, but um, you're, past, you're, past, you're past a lot of the pain points of podcasting, right? And like, so I know that you're going to be a guy who sticks around and uh, I love what your message is all about, man. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, dude. And to end the question, end the show, I always do the last question I ask everybody. Out of all the struggles, adversity, all the things, what is one lesson that adversity has taught you? Yeah, and I'll actually tell you exactly something that was from my mom um, after I went through some adversity. I, 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 part of what I don't, didn't share, I, I don't believe, was I had three failed businesses in the past. And so I had a business that ended up failing and I called my mom and I told her we were shutting the doors. And this is the advice she gave me, which changed the idea of what life is all about. She said, Justin, you're doing great your head in the right direction. Just keep your head up and keep moving forward. And that little tiny bit of advice from her changed the trajectory of everything that I did because I realized it doesn't matter the destination. What matters is as long as I'm headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't matter the failures because that's going to happen. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. What matters is keep heading in the right direction and keep moving forward. And so that that changed the game for me. Uh, even Even though my mom couldn't handle... Um, her own stuff. She was my rock. And that little tiny advice, although she was, she was just being a mom, 
Um, but that little tiny advice completely changed my mindset about what life is all about. And that's, that's what I pretty much tell everybody who feels like they're in a, in a really bad spot. Yeah. Perspective, man. It's, uh, yeah, dude. Amazing. So much value. Appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, man, love your work. Thanks everybody. If you guys haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button on Apple. If you got value, leave us a review. And again, if you want to see our, you want to see our funny facial expressions and see this thing in the video format, head over to YouTube. The link is in the show notes for you to subscribe. Make sure to check out Justin. He's got a lot of things going on. He's got an event coming up. His podcast is awesome. First thing I want you guys to do, go subscribe to his podcast, um, Growth Now Movement. Give him a five-star review. You know, Listen to it. Go through his roster of people. He's He's got a lot of awesome people. He's got some really good short snippets, um, which I really like, like format episodes. And then he's got a longer version with interview style. So you guys will love that. Make sure to go over there and check him out. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Have an amazing day, everybody. Catch you next time.